0: hi welcome to hawthorne's hearth i'm the speaker tessa and today we're gonna talk about summer solstice i had a little interruption there sorry y'all um mornings at the cot house anyway so summertime i think is a time to harmonize to slow down to continue on expanding what you're already working on. I don't really enjoy the idea of this new project every year, new this every year. We, we don't need all that. There is things that need to be worked on over time that need, um, they need to be able to evolve naturally. And I think the only way things will evolve naturally is if we give a healthy foundation and fortitude and strength and tonification and focus towards them. And that's not going to happen if you're constantly working on new things. You're constantly moving towards the next thing. And so instead of thinking of this energy as new energy, when I'm saying planting new seeds, planting new intentions, these new ideas, these are probably things you've been circulating on for a while. They just haven't really gotten the chance to be alive and being um, shown to the world. So I think it'd be fantastic the summer solstice that you look at maybe three or four thought processes, projects ideas um, hopes and dreams three that are doable that are accessible to you in this moment at least in the sense of what you can work on every day and I would make a thorough, well detailed plan not harping on the idea that you're going to have to follow it but understanding that it's going to give you a support that you would not otherwise have if it wasn't there. And getting excited about your future, getting excited about what you're planning for, getting excited about what you're working on. I just turned those on like a second ago. They're all hiding. Okay. Um I going to leave that in me and my boyfriend have chickens and, uh, I turned the misters on for them because it's getting a little bit warm, but it's really not that warm. And, uh, I get really worried about them, but I turn the misters off and got concerned about it. Anyway, um, where was I? Hmm. this summer solstice work on those projects work on tending your body better than you ever have before i know that it's a discussion that's oftentimes kind of triggering for some and i'm not going to get too deep into the details of it all but it is your duty and your only your only responsibility is to take care of your body And to listen to it and to go and meet with the professionals and take the labs and put away and save the money that you need to figure certain things out. Gain access through healthcare or (laughs) gain access through healthcare. Oh, God, that sound terrible. Gain knowledge through support systems that you trust. And if you don't have resources to that and you can't find resources to that. I would implore you to go to your local community center or library and talk to a librarian about um, what government websites you can use to resource jobs, to resource um, access, which access, if you don't live in America, is a free form of healthcare that we receive through our beloved tax dollars. Um, And it's not the best. It's actually pretty terrible. So, and I have it myself. So just finding, becoming like an expert on your healthcare is hard and it's going, it's beyond hard. They make it nearly impossible for people, but make that your mission this summer. Maybe this summer is a summer of love towards your longevity. And that's how I kind of want to think about it too, is summer is like, Hey, we are celebrating the fact that we made it through winter. We made it through all of these like very intense emotions and feelings and, we made it through time like it's been six months and we we really getting to celebrate that uh, can just give us a relief point and the work that we've been putting in um because again that rest and hard work is going to be living simultaneously within each other and it needs to and us getting really good at being able to adapt between both is only going to make our lives not only easier but more pleasurable And I really, really, I love to spend summer solstice or the day of summer solstice watching the sunrise that week prior. Um, I mean, really, I just like to do that every day. But there is a definite difference in enjoying the sunrise on a summer solstice than there is on any regular day. So, again, like I said before, work on those projects that you've been waiting to work on or you have been ruminating on or you know, the quote-unquote new but old ideas are inspired by old new ideas. <laughs> Ten of those things. It's Summer is a time to tend. It's a, it's a time to nurture and strengthen and tonify. And nurturing in a way that requires both rest and play and hard work. And those all can live very well together. They actually need to, to be able to survive within one another. Um, and so, yeah. I would say spend some time in nature and if you live in the city, if you live in a suburb, go find a green patch, go find a tree, make a, a new habit and a new ritual and a new part of your day to enjoy the earth because it is not normal and I will not allow for people to tell me or themselves they don't have time to stand outside. It is just not true. Simply as that. If you want it, you'll do it. I promise you that. Um, and that maybe sounds ableist, and that maybe sounds offensive. The fact that they can even sound offensive these days, I get, but I am annoyed by. Um, so, this summer solstice on the twenty-first, and maybe the week prior, deeply cleanse your home love on your home nurture your home maybe you've been doing that so much and maybe outsource that maybe ask somebody in your family or a friend to come over and help you it's also a time of community so if you can't do it yourself that is why you have people in your life which sounds again can be offensive to some people um that's being on earth with creatures. We are a community. We are an ecosystem and we require teamwork. We require collaboration and co-creation. You do not do it on your own. You never will do it on your own. And you gotta let that go because it's not worth it. It's not fun. There's no pleasure in it. You don't learn more. You don't learn faster. If anything, it's inefficient. It makes you bitter and hard to work with. And you become alone. So instead of being lonely, instead of being angry, instead of huffing and puffing through the shit that you know you need to get done, do the things you need to get done But do it with knowledge. You have a choice in either searching for support, getting new support, or doing it differently so that it is supportive to you. Summer is about supporting yourself. It's about nurturing and tonifying and strengthening. And those all have their own correspondences. Strengthening requires the capability to rest so you can recover. Strengthening requires foundations and discipline and devotion. And all those things alone have their own um, needs and representations to maintain themselves. So, summer is a time to not only lay back and enjoy the pleasures of being a planet a creature. a plant creature, I mean animal, human, whatever we are. It's also about really, really using this vital energy, this high energy and networking it and grounding it into our daily life and what we want and what we desire and how we desire to create it and co-create it was what I want to say. Um, Light yourself a white or yellow candle because the colors of yellow, gold, honestly, whatever calls to you, but for me, it's going to be gold and yellow and pastels this summer. I'm really attracted to the very soft tones of the earth and I think it's been very nurturing to my system. To my nervous system to certain organs and fire obviously we are celebrating during the heat of the summer because we're celebrating the heat we're celebrating the light the energy the vitality that the sign brings and um yeah now let's get into some journal questions and maybe a ritual for you guys now as we were discussing earlier summertime is going to be a time to harmonize to slow down a little bit kind of like winter um i was gonna say that i do want to go into some of like the details of summer solstice and some of the logistics so because it is an actual astronomical event um that is judged and mediated by meteorology so it is a thing that happens every year and it represents when the time of the day is at its longest when the sun rises at its highest point than it ever will um in the year because it is exalted that day and this also is a marker for summertime and so days are now going to gradually get longer until the following um i would say equinox i believe and that's going to be in around autumn and that's when it's going to start initiating the slowing down of the sun and the reduction of its light So right now we're celebrating its increase. We are now, you know, spring is when it's gradually getting longer and longer and longer. And then finally summer solstice comes and it's going to be the longest point from that point forward. Um, And from there, after the summer solstice, it's actually going to start driving back down and maturing. um, Kind of like a child would. We start low in the belly. We go high in the belly when we grow and then we come back down. So similar action, the sun does. Goes low, comes back up really high, and comes back down low. Um, and this extreme of high and low is very representative of winter time, which is very similar. And so, similar values and lessons will be coming back um, that you experienced in the winter. That's something you'll definitely probably notice. And um, during, I would say, this time of the year, a lot of pagans, Wiccans, um, nature based practitioners and worshipers would represent this time as the reaping time or what they called the reaping tide. Um, and the four tides would be stages of your life um, and their cyclical nature, cyclical, natural um, reoccurring situations, circumstances. So when I'm talking about cycles, I'm not only talking about your thoughts and your feelings, but your life and the way that your life leads and how you engage with your life and what that represents and what that um, develops into later and so i think that sometimes people can be a little bit too heady about those cycles and they think of very specific lessons and specific situations when it's really kind of in conjunction with everything the cycles are all in with each other every lesson is a subcategory of its own um, there's your lessons are not disconnected they're all probably connected certain habits that you have certain issues that you come up with in your life are happening in a micro and macro level And so maybe you have a hard time. Boundaries is a really good example because it's really easy and most people have an idea of where they lie with their boundaries and their health with their boundaries. And so say you have poor boundaries with friends or people pleaser and or the other. You um, take too much. That's going to represent itself in the way that you eat, in the way that you have sex, in the way you experience orgasms, in the way that you experience friendship, in the way you experience laughter, in the way you experience your job, in the way you experience the pursuit of passions and goals and desires, if there is any at all. So cycles are just really the circumstances of your life and how you create them and all between um and so the summer is going to be the reaping tide the reaping time so the reaping tide and time it's called reaping tide i'm saying time um you're going to be gathering you're going to be processing this is also gemini and cancer um Gemini the mental processing cancer the physical processing of the mental emotional very visceral uh, sign it's the number it's the time of the mother cancer is represented by the breasts and the chest and the heart um, and so you can kind of get an idea that it's going to be very very orientated around your home your family or friends what you call those things how you treat your home body how you treat your home where you place you live how you treat the home the land you live on how these all are treated lived loved on are all affected um so the summer solstice is going to be representing the reaping time the time it takes for you to gather all the things that you've been working hard on and processing them evaluating them taking um inventory and providing resources or sharing resources after. Um, it's always considered to be a spiral. Nothing is linear. Linear was made up by us, and so it's unnatural for things to go in one direction and lead back to the other. So think of things in cycles that are more circular, that overlap, that we represent and we um, express over and over and over again until they are fully matured. Celebrating the solstices, like I said earlier, is going to be based on where you live, and your environment, and your lineage, and who you're related to, and what you're comfortable doing, and all the things between. Because I am not discussing summer solstice from a pagan's point of view, from a Wigan's point of view, from a quote-unquote specified theology. I'm representing it, talking about it, giving information about it from the point of view of a practitioner of the natural laws. And that is sometimes called a witch. And that can sometimes be associated with different religions. You can be all kinds. There's all kinds of witches. Um, I don't consider myself related to theology. I'm fascinated by it. I like to utilize it as a resource for information. But I'm coming to you with the understanding that summer solstices are a natural cycle that we can celebrate. And that will help us better celebrate cycles of our own life. Um, And that's really what it's all about. Playing with the summer solstice, enjoying the summer solstice, recognizing it, revering it, is really just about recognizing cycles, recognizing high points, low points, and the in between points. Because if we don't recognize them, we are less likely to be engaged with them. And I want to be fully engaged with my life. So this is kind of how I do it. Now, off my soapbox. Um, for this season, I really like to balance this high volt energy with, you know, a slower, grower, you know, it's already going to be high energy. It's already going to be very expansive. You don't need to really highlight on that. It's already happening naturally. So actually the best way to work with synergy is to ground is to slow down because naturally you're going to be moving fast pace. So if you're slowing down and grounding from that space, you're more than likely going to be doing things in a way that's a little bit more calibrated versus trying to, um, thinking that aligning with the energy by amplifying what's already happening is not aligning. It's just amplifying. Ampl- aligning with things is recognizing what's happening, the polarity, and what your role is. So, with summer solstice, you're going to notice that your role might feel a little bit more inspired, exuberant, uh, curious. You can balance that through focus, direct, intentional actions. Um, summer is definitely a time of clarity a time of understanding the fullness of certain things so it's a great time to make decisions and trust your discernment and trust yourself and follow your heart that's why they call it the time of the heart because you really can feel into it much deeper there's a lot of room to do so now i love to deepen my relationship with this time tapping into my body. It's my favorite way. Maybe you're already pretty deep in your body, maybe you're already t- pretty deep in your home, and you need more of a relationship with your journaling. Like I guess said before, it's all about you and what your discern discerning processes work through. If you and your um, disposition. Your disposition is gonna be different than mine, my needs are gonna be different than yours, and I cannot tell you because there is no right way, there's only um, a way. And a way to integrate that's going to be more pleasurable, that's going to be more beneficial to you and the people around you. And so I would come from things from that point of view. Not the point of view of what's right, what's wrong, what's been done before. Just what is beneficial and relevant and supportive to you. And summer is kind of really also representing that. That's what trusting yourself is. That's what loving yourself is. Loving yourself isn't your masks and how much money you spend on things that make you feel good. It's really it's it's a whole it's an action one of my friend Michelle always said love is an action not a verb or love is a verb not a noun it is not a adjective it is it's something we are engaged with it's something that's part of our lives it's a moving force so um think of summer as kind of the reminder of the moving force that is your life and that is you that is moving it um I have a lovely little book called The Green Witch And it's your complete guide to natural magic, herbs, flowers, essential oils, and more by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. Oh yeah, I said Hiscock. That was definitely the name there. Um, Seasonal meditation in this book is going to be either in a private space where you feel safe enough to tap in. Um, Maybe you live with people, family members. Fucking go on a walk, I don't care. Do something. Take 10 minutes on the toilet even. I don't, literally, there's... A place where you can hide I promise mm, I'm not gonna get into ableism right now we're not gonna talk about that just do what you can to find the resources you need to go do this meditation so settle yourself comfortably and close your eyes I'm not gonna give a guided meditation. this is gonna be very brief Um, if you like visualizations a great start is using um, playful with your imagination and work with whatever helps you feel like you're cultivating a physical connectivity to the earth so whether that's your feet touching the ground is that that visualization that's all you need maybe there's a quote-unquote imaginary mist that you divvy up in your head and it's starting to overcome your body and it's coming from the earth whatever you need to do look up a visualization on youtube um great time to do visualization meditations it's going to be really good for imagination it's good for our releasing processes and learning to let go of control because when we close our eyes and try to create things um, we have to really start to surrender to the natural dialogue that's happening in our mind and that's always an interesting thing to kind of observe and see and understand better now the summer solstice or midsummer um marks the moment when the sun is at its highest like i said earlier so a great meditation to perform on um, this time is to find comfort in the soil find comfort in the earth and feel the energy of nourishment and growth sense the expansion sense the throb of life really tap into and interact with like think about the minerals are in the earth and how they're actual physiological actions on the earth affect you and maybe you'll start to tap into those feelings naturally. I think that we don't have to think of everything as woo-woo. If you know magnesium is grounding and relaxing, tap into the magnesium tap into um, the memory of magnesium in your body and naturally you'll start to tap into the magnesium of the ground. These forms of relationship in the mind and the emotional body and the psyche are definitely going to be felt and reverberated through the subtle intelligence of the earth and the beings that are within it and around it and they're supporting you and recalibrating and redistributing this um, energy and understanding so a really good meditation focus this summer is going to be about expanding it's going to be about grounding it's going to be um, diving into the minutiae of what nourishes you. Um, so you can have a couple different meditations based on grounding practices you have, maybe breathing practices. It's a really, really good time to get into the body because it is the fruit of your mother, you know, and it is the time of the mother, the time of deep rest and hard work, the time of diligent thought process and heartfelt experience. It's not all or the other in a way. Um, even though it seems like that it is it's actually it's it's pushing you deeper into neutralizing finding the in-between finding the nuance and tapping into that instead now that we're done talking about that this specific solstice is going to be falling on a full moon um and that is again ironically having to be corresponded with fruit um the fullness usually uh a full moon it's a great time to cut your hair it's a good time to harvest plants around you because all of the energy all throughout the lunar um cycle which is starting at the new moon ends on the full moon well not ends but is peaked on the full moon um it is going to be at its peak, I guess is the best way to put it. Life force, energy, vitality is all going to be at its peak. When it starts to move back towards the new moon, every all the energy goes back to the roots. And so, um, irony of the summer solstice falling on a full moon in Sagittarius, which is a mutable fire sign. Very, very, very summer solstice vibe, in my opinion. Um, and the moon will be in Sagittarius, so it's a great time to cultivate. Again, ironically, it probably has to do with the fact that it Um, has happened like this so cyclically but in most literature this is their relationship and so tapping into the energy of cultivation of co-creation of working with with um, you know cutting your losses choosing more you don't have to fight about everything you don't have to um, defend everything and sometimes you do and so being discerning on when is a good time to have action orientation there's going to be a venus venus and mars are both in cancer so you can see how this again is a lot to do with the home the hearth the protection the vitality the legacy um and yeah so keep in mind that the full moon will be in sagittarius and that will be again a very exuberant time so taking it easy being gentle doing diligent direct intentional action will be most beneficial to you at a time that's already going to be very chaotic to some degree and needs that foundation and that fortitude so that there isn't excess created you know and then you have excess to release and that takes work takes away from your resting time now i think great herbs that represent um the lovely summer solstice in my opinion are hawthorn are chamomile or calendula um, those are all going to be flowers, so some trees i maybe maybe suggest are oak, um, olive, citrus, and elder. Um, elder usually fruits by this time of the year. It will go dormant in the winter, come back and get full of beautiful babies, breath-smelling flowers all spring. And then generally by this time of the year, you'll be able to harvest a nice batch of berries. Um, and I would say, you can look into the correspondences and their relationship with summer solstice themselves. My favorite right now to use is Hawthorne and chamomile because I feel like chamomile, not only because of its physiological support in your central and parasympathetic nervous systems communication, it's also really relaxing to your diaphragmatic muscles. So you can breathe deeper with much more ease. If you're already used to being stocked up and pined up there, um, it naturally will help you release that tension. It's also represented by children in the fae, and it is a very sweet-smelling herb, so just to the senses in the body, it's a great relaxant, but it's also really invigorating and uplifting because it rejuvenates you. Calendula um, is very similar. It helps with lymphatic movement in the body, um, and it helps support the body's ability to move fluid through its lymph. Um, it's also to be incredibly great to use Hawthorne because it's going to help with your circulation around your periphery. So into your toes and your fingers into your face. Um, it's really actually going to be relieving the organ systems of having to do that job. Um, they're called plant allies for a reason. So think of how Hawthorne is kind of like your best friend who's getting you out when you've had a really sad, lonely time. Deep in the depths of yourself, which are necessary, but you also need to be moved out and see the world and experience so that you can be more discerning, so that you aren't caught up in your own echo chamber. Chamomile is going to help you relax enough to even enjoy that because that's part of the medicine. Calendula is going to help you with your sovereignty and um, it's also really supportive to graphing the skin. So I can't remember exactly what constituent does that and why but it helps your body graft without as much scarring. So it smooths things over. Um, And it obviously is in the lymphatic system helping the lymph move. So there's this energy of softening, of smoothing, and in turn, naturally strengthening and pushing forward. Um, Elder is obviously the wise old woman at the end of the corner road. And she slowly grows her flowers and produces her stinky little fruits. And we all enjoy them because they're full of vitamin C. <laughs> and that's pretty very much so big mother vibe to me. Um, more of like the neighborhood mother. Um, oak is going to be really... I mean, there's so much folklore about it. Um, it's defense. It's, it's thunderous. It's big. It's bright. It is also really supportive in a lot of medicine. White oak specifically is used for pain. So I think of it as a defender. I think of it as a justice keeper. And summer is kind of that. It's like we you're doing all this reflection. You're doing all this understanding of the past and the future and all the dynamics between. And I think that takes a lot of discernment and that to some degree is a form of justice um, because all those things are entailed when thinking of justice. Now, now that that's over, stay tuned for the next Podcast. We're going to talk about maybe some journal questions that you can write. I think this is enough. It's pretty heady. I think you guys have a lot of information you can work with. And next week we'll talk about, well, I'll leave you with a journal question to look at now. Um, and next week we'll dive deep into some of the oracle I think that surrounds this time. Um, and I pulled from the kategi Oracle written by Ray Diamond and the art. So beautiful. It's a watercolor um, by Laura Zeuspan. And there's some really cute prompts in here, and I'll actually save this for the next episode. But um, it goes through keystone notes and symbology and guidance of the symbolism. And the symbolism of this card is going to be a fork in the river, and it's a beautiful picture of a watercolor river. And it's really reminding us that we need to stop thinking so much and start noticing. Notice what's in our breath, our body, and our feelings feelings, including our emotions, our gut instincts, our memories, our things that we ruminate on, our thoughtless thoughts, so the things that just stream in and out that we aren't paying attention to, um, or really, they're paying te- too much attention to, and they're happening so patternistically that they just flow in without without even agreement. Um, having strong boundaries with yourself and the way that you think are important, just as much as they are with anybody else. You don't let people talk to you however they want to, so why would you do that with your own mind? Um, ruminating on things isn't necessarily going to get you what you need, uh, but taking discerned action and thought process and feeling deeply um, will be better than you know the thoughtlessness that we can sometimes slip into when we're not being tentful and by not noticing by overthinking. So trust ourselves while making decisions that we're making and trusting our wisdom, our creativity, our strength and our care to guide ourselves and whatever unfolds. And that does not mean be blind. That does not mean be reckless. That means, are you even putting yourself in a position where you know how to trust yourself? Do you do things that help you trust yourself? Um, If you struggle to eat breakfast in the morning and brush your teeth and clean your house, which is no dig on that. I'm just saying, if you can't do those things, if you don't naturally feel inclined to do those things or if you don't fight the urge to not do those things, are you able to trust yourself? Because you can't even put yourself in a position of success to feel good. So how of course you can't trust yourself. Instead of beating yourself about why you don't, maybe you should understand why you do the things that you do and why you do create this energy around yourself that makes it harder for you to trust yourself. It's a lot more up to us than we believe a lot of the time. Um trust that we are never alone. We have so many resources that are begging for us and our attention. And if you have a phone and you're listening to this podcast right now, you more than likely have five resources that you can support yourself with that help you see more clearly. Um, And that does sometimes mean going through the hard things and isolating. And it also means isolating from things that don't serve you anymore. Not isolating completely. I'm saying isolating from situations, circumstances, thought processes, and people. And fine-tuning is really what it is. You're fine-tuning your relationship with yourself. So obviously the relationships outside of you will be fine-tuned. And so naturally you will start to trust yourself more. Um, This represents, I would say, guidance of this card. Fork in the river is really just saying you have choices to make. You have discernment to utilize as a tool you have resources around you to also utilize as a tool to support your discernment and to tap into the multi-layer nuance of life itself supports you in knowing and noticing the nuance of life itself and not feeling caught by its river not feeling caught by its current if you're swimming in a river I swim in rivers often. There's something that most people know is you cannot swim against the current. If you do, you stay in the same place. And sometimes you get sucked under the undertow and then you're sweeped off and you can drown to death. So, if you want to swim in a river, you got to find the point. Yes, I'm going to say find the point of least resistance and work your way from there. Build the strength, build the tonification, build the trust over time because over time you'll reestablish that relationship with yourself it's not going to happen overnight it's going to happen through daily moment by moment dedication and devotion to the desire to feel and see clearly through your heart because that's what summer represents so that's called the fork at the river i would say from the kateji oracle it's a great ending point um, we will talk about the next card pull and a couple other different oracles that I really like right now, and maybe you will like too. And if you have any questions, any comments, please, please, please leave them at the bottom of the page. Um, I think Anchor is donezo now, and this is now called Spotify for Podcasters. So, um, you're probably going to be listening. You're probably not listening to this on Anchor. You're probably listening to this on Spotify. And if you would like to, there's going to be a poll at the end of this episode that I would love for you to tap into and be curious about. And you don't even have to fucking put your input in. Just be curious about it. Get in your mind's eye. Yeah. I think that's all, guys. For now. Um, we'll talk more about the summer solstice in depth as far as some things that I'm going to be doing this summer in the summer solstice to make me feel like, I am engaged with the season and engaged with my own seasons and cycles. And I will leave you at that with a bomb rip. And, oh, also, the goddess. Haha, <laughs> I almost forgot. The goddess that I would say for me, who's been my ally during this time, is Rhiannon. She's a sorceress. She reminds us of the magical person we can be by being clear with our intentions in our reality. riannon is a nordic northeastern goddess god divine being archetype and however you like to relate to goddesses i allow you to do what what she will and be creative with your engagement with her them and yeah so riannon represent the fork in the river remember Oh, I didn't even give you a question before I leave you. I should probably leave you with a question. Yes, sir. Aha. Now, the portal, the portal. (laughs) We'll talk about portals later. What if I choose wisely? What if I choose wisely? Not saying that you not saying that you must. I'm saying that what if the choices you make are actually wise? What if you are not as bad at making decisions as you really think you are? Maybe you are capable and maybe you are bad at making decisions and maybe it's the time to get better at that. But choosing wisely is choosing. So go with that with what you will. What if I choose wisely? What if my body is already telling me what is the best choice? What if you literally are already, it's already happening and you're just not able to hear it? for many whatever reasons there are no judgment in them but there could be many reasons as to why you can't hear them clearly what if you can handle and thrive in any of any and all unforeseen outcomes what if that thriving what if that handling quote unquote what if you can handle it what that means is i am oftentimes overwhelmed at my job i there is a stark reality that the hospital hospitality business the service industry is fucking hard on the body and the mind because of the inhumane nature of it all, but what if? What if I can handle it because I see and I'm creating an endpoint for myself? What if there is a way to thrive through it by creating more boundaries, by creating more sacred no's in my life so I can have more sacred guesses for my own? What if I can handle and thrive in any and all uncir- unforeseen circumstances because I? do the work and protect myself and create the boundaries and fortify the relationships and renew the ideas that inspire me to keep going this practice is asking us to choose we may start with something very small and not very significant to us and it could be as simple as what our next meal will be what we might want to dive into um, for important decisions but first quiet and center myself yourself through any and all physiological practices. Four box breath will naturally make your frontal cortex a lot more on line, which will make you more capable of making good decisions for yourself. Enter the present moment by slowly attending to the quality of your breathing and the sensations in your body. How, do you, how does your tongue sit in your jaw? That's something my teachers used to always ask in yoga. It naturally makes you kind of think about where your head's positioned and where your shoulders are positioned and where your collarbone's sitting and how are you feeling <laughs> without thinking about what might happen if you choose one option or another notice just how your body feels and what happens to your breath when you imagine yourself choosing this option and then notice how your body feels what happens with your breathing when you choose the other option imagining one choice relaxes you more or vitalizes you that can sometimes feel anxious but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing maybe tap into that a little bit more if both options feel equally positive negative or neutral then it may be time to pause and plan to return to your decision later also there are times when one option is no better than the other option it's just a matter of picking one option and letting go of the other and then following through with how things unfold The creative prompt here is to engage in a stream of choices process. Pick a set amount of time for which you would like to practice, create perhaps an hour. Set times, timers that go off on various points with your practice time at least once or many times if you'd like. And whenever a timer goes off, you are at a fork or a river in the creative process. And alternatively, you might decide not to set timers, but to instead engage in choice process whenever you like. Pick one or more choices you'll make. Each choice could be two-pronged, three-pronged forks, four-pronged forks. Speed up or slow down. Darken or illuminate. Intensify or tone down. Take in the big picture. Hone in on the details. Complicate or simplify. Go to the edges or go to the center. You may choose to revisit the same choices repeatedly through your practice or may choose several to work with. And this is just getting you good at adapting, at choosing, at being engaged, really. That's all this is doing. And the ecological. This is what I love about this this deck. The ecological connection of this symbolism is rivers serve many pivotal functions in the ecosystems they travel through. They are unique habitats, with well as well as conduits, as well as filters, as well as barriers, as well as sources and a place for things to sink. The health of a re- river's ecosystem and can be threatened by commercial waste, runoff roads, home gardens, commercial agriculture, commercial livestock production local leaky spe- septic tanks invasive species in animals and plants. So taking these steps to benefit the rivers in your area um, this book gives you a prompt to support your local systems and eco- e- uh, ecology and so I'm a big believer in this You, the actions you take are representatives of the symbolism you feel and so I think Getting more in relationship with the natural cycles of nature also means serving that nature. Make sure your vehicles do not leak gas or oil on the roads. Remove non-native species and plants from your garden and yard, if you can. Obviously, this is relative to some people. Using organic fertilizers and biodegradable cleaning products. Properly maintaining your septic and waste systems. And rolling up your pant legs and sleeves and volunteering with your local organizations that manually extract invasive plants from riparian ecosystems doing these things this summer could be really great ways to get out in nature and giving yourself maybe if you have a hard time justifying going out in nature if you have a lot of responsibilities you have a lot of kids it's my parents used to do with us when they had a lot of us and not very much money is they would take us to the local river and we'd walk around and pick up trash bring sandwiches and salads and my mom would make a cool tea or something interesting that I've never had before but spending maybe four or five hours with the family once a week doing something that is reinvigorating your relationship not only each other but the nature around you i think that's gonna be a great way to represent summer and summer solstice and a great ritual in my opinion because rituals don't have to be you going and buying crystals and making this elaborate quote-unquote spell the spell is your life you are the spell remember that that note, I leave you. <coughs> Love you all. Bye.